so Jesus is just passing through Jericho. He, he's on his way to Jerusalem. Jericho is an interesting place. It sits 800 feet below sea level. Jerusalem, the place that he was going, its elevation is 2,274 feet or, or something like that. The, the difference in elevation is 3,300 feet. And so like it's this serious climb up. The, the road from Jericho to, to Jerusalem, I, I've seen a video and it's absolutely gorgeous. I've never been there, but I'm, I'm watching uh, this drone footage of the road from Jericho to Jerusalem and I'm like, I, I wanna go there because it's so amazing. I, I looked at a, a map, you know, an elevation map and you know, Jericho's down here and it's just this steep climb up and then you come down and there's all this fascinating historical stuff along the way. It's 18 miles roughly from Jericho to Jerusalem and that's um, the, the road that, that Jesus was planning to take in, in our story that, that, we, that we read today. So it, it was a daunting road. It's that same road um, uh, in the, the parable of the Good Samaritan. It's the Good Samaritan road. Um, it really was this, this road that was not just beautiful and, and amazing views, but it, but it was also very dangerous. It was the, it was the bandit road. Um, and so uh, Jesus is just passing through, um, and, and Luke tells us in the story that, uh, that he decides to stay in, in Jericho for a while. And, and he decides to, to stay there for a reason. Uh, archaeologists say that, that uh, Jericho is not only the, the lowest city on the earth, the lowest city on the earth, uh, but it's, it's also the oldest city on the earth. Uh, they, they use like uh, carbon uh, testing to, to date stuff. And they say that um, Jericho is the place where Civilization, civilization kind of began, like it's the oldest settlement in that region and it's that place where uh, civil, civilization uh, began to, to develop. Um, it, it's pretty amazing. There's a, there's a spring there, this, um, this perennial spring uh, that kind of feeds this oasis. That's the reason that there, there have always been people there. Um, people are, are drawn to an oasis uh, because people get thirsty. In, in New Testament times, like in Jesus' time, um, Jericho was the place where, where King Herod uh, built his winter palace. Because it was a lower elevation, because the climate was warmer, uh, that was kind of like uh, his, his second capital or, or his, his winter capital. Uh, there were like um, uh, palm groves and, and balsam groves there. And um, so it, it was like this, this uh, lucrative place like the the, the balsam business and, and and all of that stuff um, it was a prestigious place so a lot of, of wealthy Jewish people would would, would have these fashionable homes uh, in Jericho Zacchaeus probably would have would have been one of them uh, Zacchaeus was was a tax collector um, we're, we're familiar with with that we know that uh, because we're familiar with this with this story that, that um, Luke tells us, and you know the the tax collectors, well Zacchaeus anyway, his life in Jericho, it would have been really sweet because the economy in Jericho, especially at that time, was really strong, 
And Luke tells us that Zacchaeus was the chief tax collector, which means that like in tax collector world, he was the head honcho of tax collectors. So he would have had um, a lot of other minions or, or uh, baby tax collectors under him. And, and their job was to collect the taxes and the, um, uh, and the, the dues and um, you know, fees and things uh, for Rome. Well, there, there wasn't a lot of regulation on that. So that, there was no ceiling for, for Zacchaeus and um, how many uh, taxes he could be levied and, and that sort of thing. So what happened was uh, it, just, it just opened this door for, for corruption and for malpractice. And so uh, the tax collectors quickly gained this reputation of, of being greedy and, and ruthless and, and hard-hearted. And, and so, like the people of Jericho, uh, there, would have, there would have been a lot of resentment, there would have been a lot of suspicion and, and just downright hatred of them. So when I think about Zacchaeus and when I think about tax collectors, um, they, they, they probably had a pretty lonely life. Um, the rabbis would say, because religious people felt like tax collectors were, were unclean, ceremonial, ceremonially unclean, because they had to con- contact with the Gentiles so much. Um, they oftentimes had to, had to work on the Sabbath day, and so the rabbis would just tell the people, don't eat with them, don't eat with tax collectors. Well, Zacchaeus, in this story, it's obvious that, uh, that he's very curious. Today we're talking about our commitment uh, to pray and, and to be present. I, I think prayer is a, a lot like climbing a tree. Uh, you know, Zacchaeus had, had been climbing this, this ladder of success, um, and he was good at it uh, because he was very wealthy. But what, but what we see is there, there was something in his life that, that was missing. There, there was something that, that, that just wasn't right. Um, and, and so he was, he was curious. He was curious about Jesus. He had heard that, uh, that, that Jesus was coming through, and uh, he, he wanted to get close. And, you know, I think maybe it's because Zacchaeus was thirsty, and Jesus is an oasis. You know, Jesus said things like, um, you know, if you come to me, if you're thirsty and you come to me, uh, I will quench your thirst. I am this living water, and I will give you uh, this, this living water. And, and so Zacchaeus climbs this tree. Uh, Zacchaeus wants to... Uh, to get close and, and to see Jesus. And, and I wonder sometimes, I, I wonder about us, the times that we're thirsty, the, the, the things that we long for. Zacchaeus says that he, he um, was not able to see Jesus because of the crowd, and that's why he climbed. Um, and, and I wonder sometimes, what are the things that keep us from seeing Jesus? You know, prayer begins with this curiosity, with, with this desire to, to know, uh, to know more than we know. Uh, in our confirmation class uh, just yesterday evening, we were talking about God and um, 
our question about who God is, and, and we talked about um, this pursuit. Like a, a lot of our of our journey as Christians um, is, is this pursuit of knowing. And, and a lot of times we feel like we're we're lost or, or we're in the dark. I, I think Zacchaeus probably was feeling some of that. You know, like his life is, was what it was. He pursued a lot of the things that, that you and I pursue in life. Um, you know, to, to have enough, maybe even to have more than enough, to, to have a fashionable home and to, to have all these things that, that we chase after. And he was left feeling kind of empty. Um, there, was, there was clearly something not there. Um, Maybe, maybe he longed for, uh, for friendship. When you climb a tree, uh, you, you get a different perspective. You, you climb way up in the top, and, and, and all of a sudden you could see things that you didn't, didn't see before. And um, prayer brings that, that kind of pr- perspective. Uh, our, our commitment uh, to pray is, is, a, is a commitment to, to seek. Uh, Mike was saying that... Uh, Sycamore trees in Palestine have, have, have big leaves so that it might have been easy to hide in a, in a sycamore tree. And, and I thought that was interesting. Like maybe Zacchaeus was climbing this tree and uh, he wanted to see Jesus, but he didn't want to be seen, uh, which is kind of funny. I think sometimes we think we can hide from God or, or we want to explore from a distance so we don't have to get too involved. So, so Zacchaeus could see Jesus now because he was in this tree. And he could see how Jesus sees people. Zacchaeus didn't see people that way. Whenever Zacchaeus saw someone, he more than likely just saw dollar signs. Uh, but when Jesus saw people, Jesus saw people. I, I wonder if Zacchaeus is curiosity. Um, I, I wonder if why he climbed this tree was because he had heard the rumors about Jesus. Maybe he had heard that, that Jesus is a, is a friend of, of sinners and Jesus is a friend of, of tax collectors. I, I wonder if, if, if Zacchaeus was asking himself, um, does Jesus see me that way? Could he possibly see me that way? Early on Tuesday morning, I got up and um, I went to this prayer website that I often go to. I've, I've shared uh, before with you about it. It's, it's prayasyougo.org. And it's just a prayer experience. It's 10 to 15 minutes. And so the story on Tuesday morning was um, when, when Jesus... Uh, met Nathaniel. Uh, Philip went to his friend Nathaniel and, and invited him to, to see Jesus. And so, so when Nathaniel is face to face with Jesus, uh, Jesus's comment is, uh, here is, uh, here is an Israelite in whom there is no deceit. And so Nathaniel says, how is it that you, how is it that you know me? And, and Jesus's response is, well, I, I, I saw you under the fig tree. Well, in this, in this prayer experience on Tuesday morning, the, uh, the person leading the prayer um, in, invited me to, uh, to look Jesus in the face, like to imagine that place where, 
uh, you're approaching Jesus, like Nathaniel was approaching Jesus when Jesus said that. He says, as, as uh, you're approaching Jesus, what do you think Jesus would say about you? And so there's some nice music and there's just some thinking about um, what would Jesus say about me? What does Jesus think about me? And then the next question was, uh, ask Jesus, uh, how, how does Jesus know you? So then Chan wakes up and I get her a cup of coffee and she sits down and I was like, honey, you ought to do the pray as you go today. And, um, and so she did. And, and, and I looked up from my computer. I was doing email and working on something at this point, And the tears were streaming down her face exactly like they were streaming down my face earlier that morning. And so when she was clearly done with her prayer time, I asked her about that. And um, like, what would you think of that? And, and, and her question to me was like, well, what did Jesus say to you? And I said, you know... When I asked Jesus how he knew me, um, when, I, when I asked that question in my prayer, um, I remember what he had said to, to Nathaniel that when I saw you under the fig tree, and in my mind, I went immediately to the Garden of Eden, you know how Adam and Eve were hiding behind the fig leaves, thinking that they could hide from God. And my thought was that God has always known me. God has known me from the very beginning, from the moment that I was, that, that, that I was born, and, and from the, the moment that I was created. And Chan said the same thing. That's exactly what I thought. And then, and then Chan, Chan said, and it's like that verse that you always say to the confirmation class where I have called you by name and you are mine. And she and I just sat there together, kind of in the, the aftermath of our, our prayer time. And we felt so deeply loved and so deeply known uh, by God. And I, I think... That's probably what Zacchaeus came to know too. Because what Jesus says to him, when Jesus stops, looks up in the tree, he says, come down, come down from the tree. Uh, I'm going to stay at your house today. And so he does. He climbs down. And his life is never the same. So Jesus changed his plans. He was just passing through Jericho, but he decided to stay. You know, in our membership vows, in the commitments that we make for our, our prayers, our presence, our gifts, our service, and our witness, our, our commitment to presence, to prayer too, really, um, is, this, is this very intentional commitment maybe to just stop to change our plans, um, this kind of adaptability to, to redirect, uh, because there's, a, there's another person um, that needs us to be present. That's what stopped Jesus. And you know, for Zacchaeus, after being with Jesus for the afternoon, like he wasn't the same person. As I read the story, it's clear that he sees people differently now. Now all of a sudden, Zacchaeus sees the poor and has some sense of, of understanding um, kind of where they are and, and what their experience is. 
Um, and, and so he says, you know, Lord, I'll give half of my stuff, half of my possessions I'll give to the poor. And so being in Jesus' presence uh, produced this amazing generosity. Uh, and not only is, is Zacchaeus committed to, to being more generous, he's also committed to justice. Uh, he says, if I have defrauded anyone, anything, like I will, I will pay them back four times as much. Um, I will set things right. I think all of that is, is relevant for us, you know, especially these days. We're not the same anymore. You know, more than anything for me, my commitment to pray uh, changes me. You know, as I think about my commitment to be in God's presence with my commitment to pray, I also understand that, that part of what it means for me to be the, the body of Christ with you is this, is this commitment to be present, um, to do the kinds of things that, that Jesus did, like Jesus did with Zacchaeus. And, and, and as I think about us today, I'm realizing that's, that's one of our big problems right now. It's one of the things that we've lost. It's one of the things that I miss is, is being present with you. You know, our, our commitment to, to presence is, we often talk about, it's, it's our commitment to show up. Like, I'm going to show up on Sunday morning to, to worship. I'm going to show up and be a part of my Sunday school class. Or I'm, I'm going to show up and be a part of the, the, the youth program. And I'm going to show up in, in all these different ways. And, man, we've just been locked in. We, we haven't had freedom to just show up and to, to be in the room together and to embrace each other. And so that's a big question for me this stewardship season is, what does that look like? If, if I'm to be committed to presence, how am I present with you? How are we present with each other? Because we see in this story, in, in Jesus's journey, in, in Zacchaeus's journey, uh, that it really matters, uh, our, our commitment to be present with each other. And so that's my prayer for us today, is that we'll be curious, that we'll climb the tree, that we'll hear the words that God speaks into our lives, that we'll know that, that, that we're loved and that we're wanted and, and that, that Jesus sees us for who we are and that we're a beautiful creature of God, but also um, that he sees our potential and that he calls us to see each other and to be present with each other in transforming ways. That's a part of what it means for us to be the church, and I pray that today we'll continue to be the church. Amen. Interesting thing, in verse 3, Luke says, he was trying to see who Jesus was. And then in verse 10, Jesus says that the Son of Man came to seek out and to save the lost. So both are curious. Both are seeking. So as we go today, we go knowing that God is not only curious about us, but that God is very interested in us. God sees us. So as we go with God's grace, will be the same.
God bless you and go in the peace of Christ. Amen.